Brian and I recorded this episode earlier this year. At the time, Ethiopia was at peace. Since then, war has broken out in the Tigray region of the country, and many people have been victims of genocide. At the time of recording this intro, rebel forces have closed in on Ethiopia's capital of Addis Ababa. We cannot recommend traveling to this country at this time and hope that things get better. If you wish to make a donation to help humanitarian efforts in the country, we will link a donation page to Save the Children, an organization aiming to help those affected by the issues going on in Ethiopia. We're the travel agents coming to you with tips, tricks, interviews, and voyages by cruise. The travel agents bringing you the latest travel news. Hey, I'm your host, Brian. And I'm Will. Coming at you with the Travel Agents Podcast. Will, I am so excited for today's episode. I'm really excited too, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just so funny because uh, we have done Cleveland. We've done episodes on Philadelphia. We just did an episode on Pigeon Forge in Sedona. We're jumping over here to Ethiopia. Yeah, it's kind of a a turn for for the best, for sure. We're doing our first international episode Let's just jump in head first all the way over. Let's just head over to Eastern Africa and let's hit our listeners with something so unique. Yeah. Probably one of the most interesting and fascinating destinations I've ever been to in my entire life. I'm to say I'm jealous is not doing it justice. <laughs> I want to go to Africa so badly. I've never had an opportunity to go. This was such a cool experience for me. So prior to Ethiopia, I had done Morocco. And then South Africa. So this is, it's funny because Morocco's up north. Yeah. South Africa is the furthest south uh, country in Africa. Ethiopia, let's give our listeners just a little, little geography. We are here um, in Eastern Africa on, in the Horn. The Horn of Africa. Surrounded by countries like Eritrea, Djibouti, Somalia, Kenya. And South Sudan. South Sudan. And Sudan as well. Okay. Yeah. So really just an interesting, interesting place. Um, th- I want to tell you kind of what transpired that I went to Ethiopia because truth is it was the summer of 2019 and I was invited to visit friends in South Africa. And the reason I went to Ethiopia is because I had a whole bunch of accrued points on my Chase Sapphire Reserve Visa card. Now, for you credit card gurus out there, you know that the Chase Chase cards transfer over to United Airlines. United's a part of Star Alliance. In the Star Alliance network is Ethiopian Airlines. So when you're looking at, okay, how many points do I need on United to get over to South Africa? It had the best flights going through Addis Ababa on Ethiopian Airlines. I got to fly, I'm pretty proud to say this, I got to fly business class on Ethiopian Airlines all the way to South Africa. It was a treat. I'm eager to tell you all about my experience on Ethiopian Airlines because, wow, that is a classy airline, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I'm, I'm I, like really jealous as you talk thank more. Thank you. I'm good, more good. I'm, I, that's always my hope with you. I just want to make, <laughs> if I can make friends jealous, I'm happy. You know? uh, but on the way to South Africa, I just had a quick layover in Ethiopia. I think it was two hours. It was just enough to kind of stretch my legs, use the toilet, walk around the airport, be a little bit amazed at just like people watching and looking where these flights are, these other flights are headed to destinations I've never heard of. And then um, 
after my time in South Africa, and we will do a South Africa episode. Don't you worry. I'm, I'm eager to talk about that. But on my way home, I had these two options. And if if you're if you're like a, just kind of an adventurous traveler, you know, you like I'm sure you've been in my shoes here where I had the option of flying home with like a two hour layover in Ethiopia or a two day layover. And so I chose the two day layover, uh, which was really just one night in a hotel. But I saw and did so much and it was just so interesting. All that I saw and so different than anything I've seen before that I was like, Will, we need to do a podcast. So essentially, Will, we are doing a podcast on my layover. <laughs> but I'm okay oh, with hey. that. The two-day two layover? I'll yeah, yeah. So I think one quick thing I'll just say, um, here's basically what it, what it transpired. Uh, day number one that our, this is me coming home back to America, stopping in Ethiopia for two days. That first day, I hit up the city, city capital, where all the flights go into, which is Addis Ababa. Airport code ADD. That's Alpha Delta Delta for our <laughs> airport code nerds. <laughs> I'm looking at myself. I need a mirror. Um, so I would say that one quick interesting aspect is as in a US traveler, you do need a, a tourist visa to get into Ethiopia. It was not hard to get. I believe it was 50 bucks in 2019. I'll, I'll, I'll fact check that. Um, but I remember like, I applied on a Monday and then by that Friday they sent me my approval and That's I just quick. it was pretty easy. I just printed it out and brought it along. Something kind of funny happened though. And I think it had to do actually to this day I don't actually have the facts. But I think it had to do with the fact that I flew through Ethiopia and then came back and that's when I actually stayed, right? Uh, okay. So when I was going into the country, I was passing through customs and the very kind girl who was Ethiopian girl who was working at immigration. She's like, yeah, so Brian, um, we show here that like you were already here for like 11 days, <laughs> like your visa's what? expired. I was like, Oh, I, I trust me. I was here for two hours in the airport. She's like, Your system like shows that you've been here for like 11 days. And, wow. uh, like, no, no, I, I wasn't. I promise. I just stayed up in upstairs in like the, you know, the gate area. And so we're just going back and forth. And it was like a Sunday and their manager had left for the day. Oh, and no. so it's like these like three, what looked to me like teenage kids who were like really <laughs> eagerly trying to help me, but like, you got to come in this back room and just hang out for a second. And meanwhile, my tour guide who's picking me up, he's like messaging me on WhatsApp. Like, dude, where are you? I'm out here in the parking lot. Like I th I see your flight came in. Like, did I miss you? You know, <laughs> like, I, you know, cause I'm a six foot three white guy i'm pretty easy you stick to out notice. like a sore thumb yeah yeah exactly in ethiopia at least but it was just so funny i finally said you could tell these 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 airport reps wanted to help me so bad but they just could not let me through they didn't know what to do and i finally said can i just give you 50 bucks right now and you let me through and the guy was like yes <laughs> and i was like perfect you know he's like all right let me get you a seat i'm like don't even worry about it just get me through like i i'm only here for two days i just <laughs> wanted right so uh wow. i i know i i feel like that was i was definitely one out of a thousand people there who was pulled aside was that the first time you had to bribe someone yeah that would be like um <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, hold on. I did live in China for that year, so oh, I yeah, have yeah. to think I was yeah. probably three or four bribes deep. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, we should do an episode on bribing. <laughs> yeah, it's an episode in itself. That's <laughs> an episode in itself. We could get get some uh, some interesting guests for that. Um, but anyways, I I I just had a blast. Day number one was in the city. I'm gonna t- I'm excited to tell you all about Addis Ababa because I love cities. Then day number two, we went out to the country. Um, so. I will tell you that they speak a language called Amharic in Ethiopia. I learned one word. It was ani sekananyu, which means thank you. And it took me about three or four days of practice prior to get down. So I really wanted to make sure I mentioned that. A lot quicker than it would take me. Thanks, man. But I think the best part of today's episode, and like if you came, if you came because you saw it said Ethiopia, that makes me thrilled. But you're going to stay because... I have my Ethiopian friend here in the studio. His name is Iskinder. Iskinder, welcome to the Travel Agents Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> hey, so, Iskinder, pleasure. yeah, you are from, where are you from? Ethiopia, right from the heart of it, from Addis Ababa. Wow. Great. See, here's pronunciation. It's beautiful. I love it. Skinder is, it's funny because his English is too good. You forget that he's even more fluent in Amharic. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) So can you just tell our listeners, why are you here in Akron, Ohio currently? Um, I came here about uh, five and a half years uh, back for uh, a PhD um, education, right? And Um, I would love to be the first to say congratulations on the podcast because- (laughs) You got your, you defended your thesis? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. It's a couple months yep. ago. A uh, couple right? months ago, yes. Yeah, congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you what was your thesis in, but I, it kind of goes with this next question. Like, what plans and dreams do you have for Ethiopia, going back to Ethiopia? Wow, that's a tough one. You know, I, I think I, I would probably, be shooting for my work to be international, um, international so much so that, you know, scholars, students in Ethiopia can benefit from my work at some point. But in terms of having a, a concrete plan to, to relocate to Ethiopia or to go back to yeah. Ethiopia and do uh, what it is that I enjoy doing, yeah. what I've been doing here the past uh, almost six years, I really don't have that right now, right. but I hope in some form or shape, I I will be involved in what goes on in Ethiopia. So that's for sure. What's your PhD in? It was in polymer science. Wow. Polymer science. Polymer. Akron, Ohio, the capital of polymer yeah. science. Hey, that's what we're yeah. known for, man. I, congratulations. Oh, that's thank impressive. you. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. So I, it's cool. I remember I was just telling you before we started this. When I got to visit Ethiopia, when I came back home here to Akron, Ohio, uh, Iskinder and I went out for dinner, and I was so excited to show him pictures and tell him about what I saw because he actually understood like what I saw. Like trying to tell friends and family about your time in Ethiopia, they're kind of like, "Okay, I don't really get it." Like just just too foreign. But Iskinder was able to uh, kind of in you know relish in my joy with me, so. Let's start with seasons to visit. Iskinder, where what's what's the weather like? When's a good time to visit? Where are we in the world? Where's Ethiopia even in the world in relation to the equator? Can you kind of fill us in there? Right, that's a bunch of questions, but <laughs> but but in general, that's the to take your first question. 
when's a good time to visit? I mean, Ethiopia, Ethiopians pride themselves um, in being in a country that has 13 months of sunshine, right? Because Man. they have 13 months. Uh, we have a five or six day month at the end of the year. And all year round, it's really warm. It's, uh, you get uh, rain pretty much every season, depending on where you are, actually. But, uh, but in general, it's not, the weather is pretty permitting to, to visit any time of the year. So Just like Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 20 it's like no it was 14 degrees out today it, yeah in right. fahrenheit fahrenheit in fahrenheit, fahrenheit. Yep. yeah iskinder you said your your folks back home are saying that right now it's it's pretty pleasant yep yep they're saying that right now i think they were here um a couple months ago for my graduation which didn't happen due to covid <laughs> um uh, and they're back now and they're um they're telling me it's uh, pretty hot lately so yeah, you just don't wow. know what you get, you know, it's winter here and it's a completely different story back well, there. I, yeah, I was there in August and it's funny, I'm, I'm re-looking at some of my pictures. I see that I'm wearing like jeans and a t-shirt, the majority, and I, a lot of people, a lot of locals in my picture were wearing, pictures were wearing something similar. So right. it wasn't like blazing hot where like, oh no, I have to wear shorts. Um, I remember even in the evening having like a, a light jacket. So I love that kind of weather. Right, right. Yeah. Right, me too. Probably the only difference for me um, is, you know, it's um, due to the fact that it's right around the equator that the sun is really coming out at you very directly, right? So sort of feel it. It's really, for some reason, I really feel it in my head, you know, when I walk around, you know, at noon yeah. or something. But in yeah. Ohio, it's really at a slant, so you don't feel yeah. it. But I'm surprised um, you, were, you were there in August and you really didn't feel the, the heat, but Maybe it's because it rains a lot as well, so it sort of moderates it, it been somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, that's cool. probably part of it. But it's, it gets pretty hot. Yeah. The sun is really scorching sometimes. <laughs> Iskinder, yeah. in Ethiopia, they speak a language called Amharic. I really impressed our listeners earlier by saying thank you, which is... Actually, you should say it first. Let me... Hold on. Is it Ani Sekinanyu? Uh, it's close enough. I'll give you a... <laughs> Would you, sorry. would you understand? That's 75%. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, Brian. I'll give you 100% on everything else but this. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so it's Amese Ganalo. I'm not sure how many syllables that My is, goodness. but it's a pretty long way, word, wow. right? Yeah, you weren't even close. Right. Amese yeah. Ganalo. No, he I'm was close, second, to be fair. I'm a second. I don't even want to try anymore. Yeah. All right. So Amharic is the official language, but there are, you know, tens of other languages. Wow. But okay. It's, it's like everyone sort of understands it. And as I, as I say, Amharic is to Ethiopia what English is to, uh, to the world these days. You know, everyone ah, sort of yeah. understands, you know, English. Yeah. The same is true for Amharic in Ethiopia. Do those different languages come from different tribes that make up uh, Ethiopia? I think so. Yes, sort of. Okay. Yes, yeah. that's true. It, it really is very different. Sometimes the languages belong to completely different families and it's uh it's very so fascinating yeah. you're all about keeping amharic pure not letting your fellow students buddies family members try to slip in english slang and, and things like that T tell us about that yeah that's absolutely true i'm an amharic purist yeah <laughs> 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 I, I um i i try to because you know um english and I mean, predominantly English has a lot of advocates, you know, everyone can understand it, can, you know, can help um, develop that language, you know, but Amharic, if everyone is sort of really 
mixing and matching with English, it's it's really hard to sustain that. So at least by my estimation, you know, 20%, 25% of Amharic speakers should really be very uh, <laughs> strict about using Amharic whenever they can. You know, for conversational Amharic, I think you can pretty much express anything you want with Amharic if you are, mm. um, you know, careful enough to do it. But if you're more more a fan of ease of conversation then you might be able to to use whatever word comes to your mouth so you go out to the bar with your buddies in ethiopia and you spend the whole night like correcting them uh yeah pretty much yeah you know i usually try to lead by example you know when i text and when i when i speak i try to be as <laughs> you know purely amharic speaking as i can what a get buzzkill. <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, fortunately, my family are really putting up with me on that one. So, <laughs> my friends as well. So, does Amharic use the alphabet or does it have its own characters? Uh, the, the latter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Oh, yeah, that is cool. One, one question before getting into our defining words it's Africa and we're Americans. What's it called when, like, you just haven't done any research on a destination? <laughs> Being unprepared? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, I, what, what I'm getting at is animals. So it's Africa. Oh, Are there yeah. just, like, leopards running around the street and giraffes and kangaroos? Kangaroos, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> just name that, any exotic how animal. How is that off, the next <laughs> off my tongue? <laughs> Are there kangaroos? No, no, no. I think they're endemic to Australia. So. <laughs> I don't think you find them anywhere else, but I'm not sure. I might be wrong on that one. Mm, Cleveland yeah. Zoo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they have them, right? Actually, yeah, me neither. I, I don't know. Cleveland Zoo. Been so, a okay. while. To be continued, we will fact check that. <laughs> yep. But animals. Um, I'm not quite. I mean, if you go, um, to... I, I saw cows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, uh, I mean, see a lot of it looked them, yeah. like Ohio. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm not quite sure about. I mean, there are endemic um animal species like uh, the walia and um, there. You know some species of wildebeest and that sort of thing, but I'm not I'm not quite sure. Check yeah, that. yeah. Okay, okay. That's helpful. You have Kenya south of you, so you can do your safari drive down there. Absolutely. Sure. I think they really um, are superior in the Kenyans, <laughs> our neighbors to the south. Yep. There you go. We had some really fun defining words to put together for this podcast, so we'll hit them with it. Here's three words to help you. Here's our defining words. No jingle guy is we have four words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this time That's we have okay. four words. We have four. I couldn't keep it down to three. My first word is injera. And what is that? I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Probably are. It is, is he, he's doing it all right. All right. Bread. But I've never seen bread like this because part of me is skinder. It looks like a sponge. I would tell my friends it's spongy bread. Yeah, I mean there's sponge cake. Is it kind of similar to whatever makes up sponge cake? I don't know what makes up sponge cake, but <laughs> it's just like every time you go to a restaurant in Ethiopia, they bring out a sponge cake as your appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, but really it's it's cool because um if you've been to an Ethiopian restaurant, you know what I'm talking about. Basically, think of like a base layer on a large plate or a large platter. I will say I want to say Ethiopian food was very communal, right? Absolutely true. And so imagine you put down a layer of, of thin bread, but it's spongy and it's very terrible. On top of the bread, you have different portions of food. So for example, you might have meat, 
like uh, like a chicken or beef. You might have cheese. You might have vegetables. A mixture of hot and cold food, all kind of like, kind of like in little blobs, all all on top of the injera. Mm. And then you tear off a piece of the injera, and that becomes your scooping mechanism. And you scoop the item that the from the blob of food, and then you just take it right to your mouth. I'm just picturing like loaded nachos. Um. But spongy. Yeah. Well, the thing with loaded nachos is they really mix the food. This is this is much more beautiful because okay. you have like a feta cheese blob, Ooh. And then uh, like in two inches away from it, a blob of beef tibs. Right. Right. T- that, that could T-I-B. be one variety. Yes. Tibs. Okay. What does tibs mean? Do you know? Um. No, I don't know. Just actually. like beef. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just I think, think of like beef strips. Yeah, or it means beef, but I just I, I don't know the etymology oh, okay. of it. Like if it's yeah. amharic per se, yeah, I think it should yeah. be amharic. I don't know. It's probably just the <laughs> yeah, but it's beef. Yeah, it's safe to say that. It's what's on the menu? The English menu, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and then some vegetables and whatnot. Was there? Right. Did they do? A, I'm trying to remember. Was there a lot of like pickled things, like pickled radishes, and um, what kind of vegetables were big? Um, I don't know which ones you had the opportunity to enjoy there, but, um, cabbage is pretty big, um, spinach. Um, you get a lot of, Oh that. yeah. I'm looking at a picture that I took. Yeah. It was, I mean, vegetarian options cabbage, are really, tomato. um, available, you know, wow. if you're a vegetarian or a vegan. So there was lettuce and feta cheese. I found that interesting that there was feta. Can you show the picture to the class? Yeah. I'm sorry. Do you okay. recognize oh, yeah, some of yeah. those foods? Mm, yeah, I do, yep. That look yummy? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I, I know what it's like too. to be food homesick. So I can only imagine, Skinder, that you are food homesick. Except you have grown to adopt the KFC snacker as like your... Right. <laughs> <laughs> My injera substitute is the KFC chicken kernel <laughs> with Nashville hot sauce because I like something hot. <laughs> Well, I'm glad and I have found, it with like mayo because yeah. But. I'm glad you found something here. Yeah, that yeah. Doesn't remind you of home at all. But no, no, no. It's just a mental work. It. It's entirely mental. <laughs> is there anything you want to say about injera? Yeah, injera is a very fascinating thing. I'm not. I'm not sure um, if it's very, you know, nu- nutrition wise because it's it's a debate I usually have with my mom. You know, it's just a lot of delicious food that you can make with injera. But for me, I'm really into you know bodybuilding and that sort of thing. Just I'm I'm in that um, yeah. in that spirit most of the time. So it's it's very it has a lot of iron, but I'm not sure if it has um, all the other nutrients in a balanced sort of way. But it's not to say I don't enjoy it. It's not right. to say it doesn't make the the meal. It's like a comfort food. Um, okay. Probably right. yeah. Yeah. More so, okay. yes, yes. But it's that. really good. I love it. It's just yeah, you cannot really have all those you know. Um, the, the wet and all the you know the, the stew that you eat it with, yeah. so you cannot really enjoy them as much with bread or with any other. Um, yeah. So. But Skinder, one thing I want to say while we're talking about injera and while we're talking about food, I, I was there for six meals, right? And five of those six meals, we had a dish that looked like what I just described. Now, I believe there is a variety of Ethiopian food. I believe it. 
Right. I will say <laughs> we like, had this conversation. I know it's really my hard. Tour guides hard, took hard me. To yeah, <laughs> wrap so, your head around. But <laughs> well, what I'm trying yeah. to, I, what I want to tell listeners is, what would you say to an American who says, "Yeah, I, I like Ethiopian food once or twice, but like if you're going to go for a whole week or ten days." Are you going to have that same dish I just described every single day? Yeah, just tell them, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, there are a, a, a bunch of other varieties. If you want to, probably the reason that you probably had that the whole time is because you were going with you know, Ethiopian friends, right? So yeah. they prefer that to a pasta or a, any other dish. So it's more like a preference thing. It's not because it's, it isn't available, I think. Look at the menu. I mean, you. Uh, where did you stay? What hotel did the you? The Capital Hotel. The Capital Hotel. So the menu is really full, right? I, I suppose, like full well, of you know. A, I got back late at like ten p.m. We were out. We were out going to see shows and okay, meeting people, having coffee ceremonies, and everything. It was awesome. Wow. Oh yeah. So what what I was saying was you know we were at restaurants. Uh, yeah. So but uh, but in general, I think. For an American, it shouldn't be a, a problem if you go to like a, uh, a like pretty a decent hotel, restaurant. Yeah. But if you go to the you know very traditional place, they they won't probably ask you to <laughs> choose from <laughs> you know Western dishes. But right. but yeah. is Ethiopian food does it tend to be spicy or is it not so much? I I would say so. Brian might be able to compare that because your your palate is really made in America. Yeah, so yeah. made in America. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, I, the difference should be very visible to yeah. you for me. Well, I'm like uh when I go to an Indian restaurant, I'm level two okay. to give you an okay. idea of where I am. So not a and fan. I, not a man. Not a fan, I said. <laughs> I would never question you. <laughs> well the funny thing is I like spicy food. I just can't. I got you. I got I feel you. like that's a weak excuse, but it's my excuse. Oh man, that's fine. Right. I, I would I enjoy some some heat. But yeah. the amount of heat that satisfies me is jalapeno level. Whereas Did I'm, you get that in Ethiopia to answer Will's question head on? <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm looking at this picture of the of this injera dish. Um, we, I have to post this picture or something for our listeners to see. Yeah, we can probably include it in our uh, travel guide. That'd be great. I'm no. I rem- I'm remembering. You, you have to understand. You get this large, like um, maybe 18 inch. What's it called? The line circumference. It's like a, a circle. It's a circular plate. Yeah, it was eighteen inches across. Is that the circumference or the radius? Diameter. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been in this school is, for a while. What, well, <laughs> I'm here with two engineers. I should. I shouldn't even. Yeah. Well, I guess this is a good time to ask. All right. So it's like an eighteen inch diameter plate for all of us to eat from, and there's like one, two, three, four, probably sixteen different blobs of food, and I'm seeing there are two blobs of just spice. So yes, that oh, was wow. an option. Yeah. I'm sure I probably had a teeny bit or I passed. No, I agree. Mm. Got to give it a try at least once. Oh, absolutely. Um, but this picture came from this night. I'm going to finish with this story. This picture came from this night that my tour guide took me to a place in Addis Ababa, the capital city, that was like dinner and a show. I, I've told you about this. They come out and do like... Um, Ethiopian people come out on stage and they dance for you. They do traditional dances. They're wearing traditional garb. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful traditional background with some like paintings and whatnot. It's a very uh, entertaining show while you're eating your dinner, drinking beer. 
That's you've really been to that cool. place? Absolutely, yes. Those are the you know places I uh, yeah I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. with you know extended family, that's really the place to be. I just love to give a just an idea of cost. So I took traveling as a single guy. The thing I I can I do okay traveling, even though I'm an extrovert. I do okay traveling alone. It's when it comes to dinner, going to a restaurant and eating by yourself is so depressing. I really <laughs> hate it. Or yeah, really I relaxing. Have, it's just not true. And I'm never prepared. I never have a book. I never have yeah. like a Kindle. It's just like my iPhone. I don't know. I remember I was at a, a very classy restaurant in Venice, Italy. There's like a candle at each table and yeah. all these couples. Oh, and then there's no. me <laughs> all by myself. But so, you're in Venice and you're loving it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> well, in Ethiopia, I said to my tour guide, he said, okay, well, you know, it's had a lot of fun with you, but like it's, you know, about ready to wrap up i said hey can i treat you to dinner he said oh that's really nice but like uh, i i gotta get back to my wife and kid and i said can i treat them to dinner too he said one's ever asked that are you serious i was like yeah why not you know like, <laughs> i'm like oh i wonder if this is gonna be costly he was like yeah let's go you know he's like but i don't have a car we we hired this driver i said can we invite the driver as well and their eyes lit up they were excited I felt really cool, you know, like here I'm just <laughs> yeah. inviting everyone out to dinner. Like I'm just gonna cover it, whatever it costs. Like if I have to put on the company card, sorry, Dad. Like, <laughs> it was a great experience. He's like, All right, we have to go pick up my wife and my two year old son. No, one year old son at our apartment. Driver takes us to the guys at my tour guide's apartment. We walk in, he's up on like the second or third floor, and um it was just such a cool experience because it's a very it's a very local experience i'm having you know this isn't a tourist trap or a tourist experience i'm having at this moment we walk into this apartment and um he had called his wife to kind of prep her uh that hey i'm bringing home one of my clients right mm -hmm. we go in and she has prepared a traditional ethiopian like a coffee ceremony wow which it's hard to explain it. there was a lot of smoke there was things you pour it was kind of like a pour over there was this really cool uh, intricate like setup with cute little cups and whatnot, and I mean the whole thing. I'm not doing it justice, but smell delicious. I love Ethiopian coffee. We'll have to talk mm. more about it in a minute, but it was it was so much fun. Our the driver came inside and joined us, and then the one, two, three, or five of us went out to the restaurant, and it was a sh it was dinner and a show. I'm paying for. We had multiple beers uh, each. I don't think the wife drank. And then we had a couple of these like very large chimacolets. So they brought out the bill and I wanted to give a good tip. And the tour guide said, yeah, you're allowed to tip. I said, I want to tip, you know, 20%. He said, that's really nice. Go for it. And I tipped. And with the tip, it came to $46. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the whole thing. Wow, that's pretty good. Right? Yeah. That sounds about right. You think though. it's it's Did right? You take okay, them to cool. like the equivalent of like McDonald's or something. No, no, this was the no. Tell back me up here. Like, where did I take them? Oh, right, no, no, no. Forty six, forty six per uh, forty six dollars is like uh, you know maybe by the time oh, yeah, that's uh, right. you were there, it's like thirty uh, thirty per per dollar conversion uh -huh. maybe. So it's a pretty uh, pretty uh, decent. Yeah, burr, B I R R. It's about eighteen hundred Ethiopian burr. Yeah, so which is which is pretty high actually because you yeah, think that you have was to high think for in Ethiopian meal. terms. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. But for me, it was like 
I it was fantastic. It was so cool. Right, which which is a good that point really because cool. you know one of the advantages of you know um, going to a country that has that sort of currency advantage is is we that, can be you know, ballers. Right. I mean, if you go to from Europe or from America, it's re- it really makes sense. You know, even from Ethiopia to India, it really makes sense yeah. because it's yeah. like oh, right the on. currency is it works to your advantage. So that's one thing that you know everyone should capitalize on. Okay. <laughs> when you select places to visit, I'm only. One word into our defining words. You're doing great. Man. The thing You're is, I am, I'm too excited about this. It, it's all right. You, it'd be hard pressed to believe I was only there for two days, and yet I have so much material because it was. I'm ready to I'm hear all so your excited. stories, man. Right, that's amazing, though. You really jam packed it with experience, which is really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You're quite. The I tourist. did more in two days than you did in your lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my second word was Ethiopian Airlines. Please tell us why this airline is so fantastic. So it's no secret. If you want your country to do well, you have to have an airline with plenty of lift. And when I say lift, I mean flights to and from countries, right? So we were just talking about this, this example of Kenyan, Kenyan Airways. I know they fly from Nairobi to JFK, but that's the only route I know that they do in the U.S. It's one route, one flight per day. That's it. If you want to get people to your country, you have to be able to offer many flights, good rates, and and stay competitive. So Ethiopian Airlines just kind of, I mean, I don't know how old this airline is. That would be a really nice if we could find out the year they uh, Ethiopian Airlines opened. Look it up. But I, I do, thank you. I do know that they fly from Addis Ababa all over the world, but let's just talk specifically in the U.S. They have flights to Chicago, Washington, D.C., and... New York. That's three. And I heard they were trying to open into Miami. I think COVID stopped them. Go ahead. So the airline opened in 1945. Oh, it was forever ago. Yeah, that's, man. So did they just- years of experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this whole thing with like these new, so what they're flying to the US are the new seven Boeing 787 Dreamliners. These are the super cool planes that kind of just came out like five or six years ago. They're designed in such a way that, like the way they recycle the air and the freshness of it, you don't feel like you've just been in the plane for twelve hours. You feel wow. like you've been in it for much less. Even like the windows, you know how like um on a, on a seven eighty seven Dreamliner, you know when like you open up the window blinds, this is an open close. It's a it's touch it's like it's a button, and then it fades to black. Ooh, the window, fancy. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's very fancy. So, and always they welcome you with blue lights when you walk into a 787 so every flight i was on was the um i'm sure they have other aircrafts too but every ethiopian airline flight i was on was on the boeing 787 dreamliner i did get to fly business class um i forget how many points it was but it was extremely reasonable it was under a hundred thousand round trip um what's that translate translate to in dollars about a thousand dollars right no no two thousand isn't it um, I would say it's tough because I, you know, I don't know like how rewards points specifically for that's a true. partner airline. For- yeah. And it wasn't like Ethiopian points. It was United points. That was a code share booking on the Ethiopian. So what I'm getting at, great question. I'd guess maybe it was somewhere around 2,700 if I had to guess. And that um, was for business. That was for business round trip. So what was just really... What was really neat about this was you got your lie flat seats, um, you got a wide variety of movies on the plane. What is a lie 
flat seat? Is that a basically flat you can recline is, and sleep? You, it's uh, your seat turns into 180 degrees, lie flat bed. They gave you three pillows, one for your left and right sides and one for your head. They gave you a comforter. Um, I did, one thing that was kind of fun, they had these uh, green and red stickers you could kind of, or like uh, magnets you could put up. If you didn't want to be disturbed by the flight attendant, you just put up the red magnet. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that way they wouldn't disturb you. But they came around with multiple beverage services, multiple food options. The food was delicious. And I, huge fan uh, I was a huge fan of Ethiopian Airlines. Highly recommend it. Uh, this is like, don't be scared of it. Don't think, oh no, I, I, I've not heard of this airline. No, fly them with confidence. It was a better experience than any U.S. carrier I've been on. Go for the airline, stay for the food. <laughs> <laughs> Third word, Ethiopia was extremely safe and friendly. I put those together. I think that's going to be one of our fans' biggest questions. Did you feel safe? I will say this. I, I would not have known what to do had I not had my guide. I booked mm. my guide through tours by locals. Yeah. His name was Malukan. Does that sound like a traditional name? Yeah, that was good. Good pronunciation. Yeah, good, Thanks. Good, I'm good. getting a thumbs up. <laughs> Appreciate that. He met me right at the airport. He had a, he had a driver as well. Um, he took me everywhere, but it was never like a okay, my tour guide was never saying, Brian, keep your wallet in your front pocket. We got to be careful. No, it wasn't like that at all. People were extremely friendly. You would see, I loved seeing like kids out playing and not, I don't know, parents not hovering over them. It was just great. Uh, Yeah. And you were only in the capital for those two days, right? You didn't venture out of that. That's not true. Day one, I was in the capital. Day two, we went way out to the country. Okay. And I want to talk about that as well. But that was that was very unique. So, and I, I will say, out in the country, it felt maybe even more safe. Would you agree with that, Skinder? I mean, just like any city versus country, right? I think that's about fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, my fourth word was the outdoor market. This is the this was in downtown Addis Ababa, um, one of the largest outdoor markets in the world. Do you know what I'm talking about? Just Mercato. Is it in the world or just Africa? No, probably Africa. Yeah. I think the I mean, second probably. It's just like is it the first. People sure. people just lined up as far as the eye can see and everyone's selling something. Right, right. You right. could never <laughs> Yeah. Like stop at each booth and look. Right. It, it just went on forever. Right. Uh, I, I know I've heard, you know, anecdotally that uh, people come from surrounding cities and work, you know, at that market and go back home so the census gets very tricky in Addis Ababa you know during the yeah. day you see a lot of hustle and bustle yeah. people move out uh, or for the weekend or something I saw a guy selling mattresses but he was like done for the day and he put like 13 mattresses on his head and he was walking back home with them impressive I think I got a picture of it we can share it yeah. but like these are things that Skinner we just don't see here yeah yeah you know. And you haven't seen here either, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of creativity, right? Because sure. that's it's probably once you get used to that balancing sort of, uh, you know, you know that's a huge feat to pull off, right? To balance all that heavy stuff on your head. On your head, it's a yeah. lot of ladies yeah. doing right. it as well. Ladies were carrying giant loads of, I don't know, merchandise. Right. That was all somehow wrapped 
on their heads, keeping just excellent balance. Right. And I thought, man, if I could do that, maybe I wouldn't need to go to the chiropractor once every other month <laughs> to get my neck adjusted. Or maybe I would have to. No, I don't think I would. I think my core would be so strong. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So that was awesome. Mm, highs and lows. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Sometimes things are good. Sometimes they're bad, too. It's highs, lows, highs, lows coming to you. So I'm really curious to hear about your highs and your lows on this trip, if you even had any. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have both. Oh, I'm ready. I'm prepared. Oh, I had no doubt. <laughs> so my high was that I, I just really enjoyed having a private tour guide. This is, this is a website called toursbylocals.com. You can, you get to, like, every tour guide posts a blurb about what they do. Maybe like a little video as well. What? Well, go ahead and finish here. Uh, yeah, like a little, so you can kind of like almost interview your tour guide before you book them, right? Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So I really liked what I saw about this about this guy because um, I was, I really liked his his idea of taking me to the city on day one to just show me all the you know the you got to see the famous churches, the lookout points, the 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 high rises, the mercado, the market. But then on day two, he said, let's get out of the city. Let's go see how people in the countryside live. And that was awesome. And so I think one of the, my highs was on day number two. I don't know if Malukin, my tour guide, like planned this. It sure looked like he did not. But like at two different points in our trip, he just had our driver just pull the car over. And he went out and ran over to this twice. This happened to like a hut. I have a picture of it. It's like a circular hut, just kind of in the middle of nowhere, right off the side of the road. Um, I guess it wouldn't be the middle of nowhere if it was off the side of the road, but it was off the side of the road. Knocked on the door, got approval, waved me in as well as the driver. We come walking in, and next thing you know, we are in a woman's hut with her kids, and she's making us coffee and giving us a tour. A, a a living experience that I've never seen and I've only seen like in movies. Wow. And these are the things that made my trip unforgettable. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember sitting in this hut. Her kid brings out a soccer ball. He's all excited <laughs> to show me. They get they get me coffee. And then she brings out some cheese and some noodles. It was like, wow, this wow. is just wild. And they showed us like where they slept and they were just super kind. Talk about I, hospitality. Yeah. They had a soccer poster up. I'm sure you would have known the team. I don't remember <laughs> it, but I was thinking I, you would enjoy that, Will. You're our soccer yeah, fan. Definitely. Um, so just, just being able to do that, those local experiences are always going to make your trip unforgettable. So I have two questions for you. One is, what did it look like on like a day-to-day basis to have your private tour guide? Did they stick with you basically as soon as the day started and they were with you until the day ended, all the way up to helping you with nightlife and all that kind of stuff. And two, is it necessary to have a tour guide to go to Ethiopia? Can you get around in the capital without one? Yeah. So generally when you're hiring tour guides, you're going to have a couple different options. You have like two, four, six, or eight hours. That's just it's not always the case, but it's generally the case. Um, eight hours is usually going to be that full day tour. And in general, they're going to start, unless it's like 
you're going to go to a place that you need to wake up super early. Usually the start time you can choose, but I would say usually it's right after breakfast, somewhere around 8 or 9 a.m. Then usually they drop you off at a restaurant for dinner, and then you're kind of on your own for nightlife, and the tour guide gets to go home with their family, unless you're booking a night tour, of course. Sure. Um, my tours were eight hours each day, so the guide was with me. A guide ate lunch with me. Um, in general, so I would offer to pay for the tour guide's lunch. Yeah. However, I think both days, um, because the tour guide brought me to that restaurant, the restaurant owner was willing to let the tour guide eat for free because he yeah. he brought him business. So, um, and I've I've seen that all over the world. That's just mm-hmm. that's a common yeah, that's a thing. pretty common. So thing. yeah, definitely stuck with me the whole time. Um, what was the second question? Was it time frame? Well, is it necessary? Is it to necessary have a tour, tour guide? guide? I am so pro tour guide. Yeah, um, we are. Yeah, we're we usually tend to yeah. be pro tour guide, but I, yeah. I guess more so in this in the sense of safety. Like, is it ah. necessary to have a travel guide in order to be safe in the city? I just don't know. I wouldn't have been able to drive. Okay, and I, I would have been so upset if I had just stayed. If I hadn't seen all that I got to see. When you're yeah. just on foot, you end up staying in like a four block radius. That's not true for everyone, but it's kind of true for me. <laughs> but I would say uh, safety side, safety, safety aside, I, I was super glad to have a tour guide just to see much, to see more. But like I said, I felt I felt very safe everywhere I went. Uh, that that was not an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you want to touch on safety, Iskinder? Do you uh, walk around uh, the city center by yourself? Yeah, I do. I think pretty much I agree with said, you know, if you're not from Addis Ababa or whatever city you're touring, um, I think it makes sense to be around someone that knows, you know, the ins and outs. Safety is one reason, of course. And the other reason is it might be hard to navigate the city if you're used to, um, you know, if you're from a GPS-centered life. Um, So in that sense, it's helpful. But I don't think there is a huge security risk to you know at least visiting the downtowns can okay. pe- can so it's people- not like Sambalia where you need a tour guide in order to Correct. survive no no not like that can people have guns um i'm not quite sure on that maybe okay. you could um could be licensed to, maybe, to have maybe a gun most but it's not a common not. thing yeah, most people would not Got it. it's not that common mm-hmm. how much does it cost to have a private tour guide it's a couple hundred bucks per day to okay. have a tour guide for that eight-hour period. Yeah, that's not And bad. then I tipped as well. And we'll get a specific number mm-hmm. and we'll add it to our travel guide. Great, thank you. One other high I had was that I got to go visit uh, an underground church. Now, it wasn't the underground church that maybe you've seen on like National Geographic and the Travel Channel. That is like a eight or 12-hour drive north of Addis Ababa, I believe. I think I have that later in the in the show. When you say um, underground, do you mean under the earth or yeah, under the earth? Yeah, not like hidden. It yeah, was yeah, very yeah. much like welcome to our church. Yeah, so there's no uh, religious persecution no. in Ethiopia. Mm, good question. I no, I I don't think there might be some controversy between their religions, but you could openly have a Catholic or Protestant church. Does that sound right? Yes, that sounds right. Yep. Okay. Great. Every now and then conflicts arise, but but it's a country that sort of prides itself in having all these religions coexisting for um you know perhaps arguably millennia so yeah awesome 
Yeah. yeah. So the UNESCO World Heritage Site is called Lalibela. That's true. All right. So that's like a the rock hewn church. Rock hewn? Hewn? Hone? H E W N. How do you pronounce that word? Hone? <laughs> it's rock a 12 hour drive from Addis Ababa. Uh, I think a lot of people will just take a short flight to go see it as opposed to drive because you can do that as well. I did and not this is get the one to you see didn't that. See. Okay. I did not see that. I saw the Adadi Mariam Rock Cut Church. I never, I never got to you've, visit. You've that. never seen that. No. You need to. It was so I, I, cool. Yep. I you should. walk down steps into what looks like you're just going underground physically, and you're walking through these tunnels and these little compartmental rooms, all with cool rugs. You take your shoes off and walk around. I got videos down there. I got a lot of pictures. It was so much fun. Yeah. Wow. I recommend and it. This is a Christian church. I want to say it was Orthodox. Orthodox church. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wonder why they built under the why? earth. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know? That's all right. Yeah, I don't remember. We don't need to know everything. Yeah. I'm, anything historical or... <laughs> 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 I love the stories about people. When my tour guides go off on dates and emperors, I usually like, uh-huh, tune out and let you listen, Will. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Let me share my lows. So... um. This one wasn't really a low for me. I'm an extreme extrovert and I love attention. It's kind of a I, unique situation. I can see how this would be a low for many of my friends, some family members, and some people. Yeah. So I mentioned I'm a six foot three Caucasian male. I stuck out like a sore thumb in Ethiopia. Uh, and so I was stared at, uh, which I didn't mind at all. Um, but the little children pointed at me and said, Farangi, Farangi. And the first time I just kind of smiled and, and then it happened again and again. And then we went to that outdoor market. I think it happened, I would say over a hundred times. Uh, and, and like they, all the kids' friends were running up. Like it was like the word got out, like a Farangi, which means foreigner, foreigner. They were just saying foreigner. That's all. They were like pointing at me, saying "Frenji." They were all their friends, and they're following. So I finally get in the car, and we start driving away. And it was really, it was really cute. They're all running behind, and, but screaming at him and getting more friends to join. So, like, maybe have that in the back of your mind that that could happen. Could happen. Uh, to you. Yeah, that could happen to you as well. Um, and then my second low was I arrive in the capital city. Is he's Gorgeous new skyscraper, really nice new train line, um, nice new uh, like cell phone towers, and there is Chinese writing on everything. And I'm That's like, huh, so interesting. This is really interesting. Like, I wasn't expecting to see so much like Chinese here, like Chinese writing all over Ethiopia. Yeah. These really nice things too. Like, they looked brand new. They were like shiny. Um, so why are they there? Good question. China has come in, and this is not the first African country they've done this to. Definitely is. They've come in to help, (laughs) I use my air quotes, (laughs) with infrastructure. Hey, Ethiopia, we'll build you a new train line uh, because you're well overdue for one here. We can see Mm. we'll build you new cell phone towers. We see you could use them. We'll build you the new uh, skyscraper. I want to say they're building like the tallest tower in Eastern Africa. Uh, it wasn't completed yet, um, but yeah, and uh, it's kind of like, wow, 
China, this is very nice of you. Why are you doing this? Right? Because they bring right, their yeah. own people over to build it. They don't have the local Ethiopians. They don't have locals help them. They have they hire Chinese people to fly over, mm-hmm. build, help with this infrastructure. Which from the from the outside eye, it seems great. Like, oh, that's looks like yeah, it's, it's needed. Yeah, There's a need like a here. Mm-hmm. They could definitely use a new train line. This because you could see the old one versus the new one, right? The new one looks great. You can see the new skyscraper next to the one that looks like it might fall over, right? Like, like this seems great. But what I'm learning, (laughs) maybe you should jump in here, Iskinder. Why isn't this helpful for the Ethiopian community, the country? Yeah, I I don't know. You guys must have an economist (laughs) on sometimes. But but, yeah, I I think it's it all uh, boils down to the kinds of loans that the Chinese Exim Bank um, is very generous with. Okay, Um, you know, um, I think it has got to do with that because it's very hard for U.S. or any other Western country to compete with China. You know, they have the yeah. numbers and they have, the, mm-hmm. you know, right. all the different rungs for quality and that sort of thing. So I think they they got there a pretty heavy and first, I think. Okay. And do you think that maybe, and this is all speculation yeah, This here. is speculation on my part as well. That's so fine. That's uh, <laughs> majority of our part. <laughs> Do you think that they've said something along the lines of like, hey, we'll give you all this infrastructure help, but there's something else. Is there a, is there a part in the contract that would maybe say like, you can only buy this from us or... We get exclusive rights to yeah. a, a mineral or is some sort it? of export that you guys have. Or are the train lines to help like ship Chinese merchandise between countries or you know what I'm saying? Like their own... Well, I remember when you came back, you were telling me about how um, you know, they're doing all this infrastructure building and it's all well and good, but they're not hiring Ethiopians. They're hiring Chinese. They're, yeah. they're bringing in Chinese workers and it's not necessarily helping the Ethiopians. It's not creating right. any sort of work and it's not generating any revenue for your normal Ethiopian. It's just the Chinese. Right. Maybe there's less like import tax as well if they're they've built all the infrastructure it's one thing Mm. just to like export your product like hey can your country sell our widget you know but to say like oh no we're (laughs) we own the cell phone towers we own the transportation we own the sewage system like this is is pretty big yeah Yeah, it's it's frightening yeah so that was a a low (laughs) yeah regardless it's it's a unique situation when it comes to to travel in general Yeah. But that kind of leads us into tips for the travel agents, doesn't it? I love it. Tips from the travel agents. My first tip is spend at least one full day in Addis Ababa, the city center. I stayed at the Capitol Hotel. It was 90 bucks for the night. That included tax and breakfast. That's really nice. And it was a city view room. It was a very nice hotel. It was one of their, I want to say it was one of their Maybe their only five star hotel in Addis Ababa at the time. Mm-hmm. I know a lot oh, there of. There should be a lot of um, other five star hotels. Yeah, with that okay, Chinese nice. expansion. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. that um, for Western clients who want something maybe a little like a brand, they recognize the Sheraton in Addis Ababa mm-hmm. is yes. is pretty is pretty popular as well. Yes, okay. there's the inner intercontinental. Oh, as very well. nice. I think there are a bunch of others. Well, I'm blinking on their Great. names, but I think Great. all the big brands. Um, to I love it. I love it. So you need to see 
you need to see um, the museums while you're in Addis Ababa. Is there um, one that comes to mind? There is. Before I went, I texted Iskender. I said, hey, Iskender, what should I do? And he said, make sure you go see Lucy. And I'm like, what's Lucy? <laughs> can, you, can you explain what Lucy, who Lucy is? Uh, yeah, so it's, um, it's like an ancient um, um, hominin, I think, Australopithecus afarnesis is the scientific name. It's like a 3.2 million year old human ancestor that uh, was found in Ethiopia. There are a bunch of others as well, dated around the same time. So East Africa in general is pretty heavy on uh, human origins, uh, mm. archaeology and that sort of thing. So it's a- yeah, it's wow. like you get to see the bones of Lucy and then Lucy's like uh, behind a glass, you know, like it's a museum. So I want to say she's like two feet tall. Uh, yeah, she's pretty short by <laughs> yeah, modern- You can see um, all the ribs honestly. and everything. Right, right. But then they like also put like hair on her to show you what she looked like, and that's pretty, right, pretty right. creepy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of because uh, we know, went artwork to sort of yeah. work out, you know, what Lucy must have looked like. Because you know? <laughs> we went, my tour guide and I went at the end of the day, and they were closed, but said something, and they were willing to let us in. Probably my that was my second bribe of the trip. Because <laughs> no, I remember we went down in the basement, and it was just us, and like. <laughs> The lights were dim, and it was it was creepy seeing this Lucy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely go do that. So yeah, is it sort absolutely. of um, what's the kind of uh, gosh, I'm blanking here. Uh, humanitarian, uh, not humanitarian. Um, no, it was it's in the National Museum of Ethiopia, so it shows a lot of their relics and cool like just... natural history museum is what I was trying to right. Think oh, of. Yeah. Very close to that, there is a natural history museum. Um, as part of Addis Ababa un- uh, University, but this okay. one is like a standalone museum in Amiskilo, I think. It's a little um, a little ways from uh, from the university, but it's in the same museum university area. Very cool. And was it free then if it was a part of the university? And you, uh, was, uh, did you have to pay for it? I think you might pay some yeah, nominal. It was, it was so yeah. nominal. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nominal fee. Buck or two. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I'm thinking US standards, by the way. My next tip is make sure you do at least one full day outside of the city because it's so different. I mean, even just just getting out to the country, the, the sky looks different because the air quality isn't as polluted as the city, right? That's true. You see animals, you see the way people are living, you see the rolling hills. I mean, like rolling green pastures. I wouldn't have thought of this with Ethiopia. I think I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe like desert or something. But to see rolling green pastures with cows, and it was it was just beautiful and great pictures. I wish I had my drone at that point. <laughs> yeah, there's so many cool nature-related things to do in Ethiopia. You have the yeah. great, great Rift Valley that um, extends into Ethiopia along with other African countries. And what makes that so unique is there are three tectonic plates that meet and make up this valley. And... At one end of the valley, and this is another trip or tip that you got to check out on your trip, and that is to see the Danakil Desert. And what's so cool about this is that it's one of those locations on Earth where you go and you don't feel like you're on Earth anymore. It's one of the hottest places on Earth, and for that reason, it can be very dangerous to go to just because of the temperatures and all the gases that it's emitting. But if you look up pictures of Danakil Desert, you'll look at it and be like, "This is not Earth; it's like Venus or something." But it is a place that you can go to. You can check it out. And it's a part of the Great Rift Valley. And one of the things that you have to keep in mind with this little area 
um, is that it's outside of the capital, but you will need a tour guide in order to go here because it's kind of on the border of Eritrea, another country that borders Ethiopia. And there's some history there between Ethiopia and Eritrea. And there were some border clashes. There were some situations in the past, in the past decade, of tourists being kidnapped. But that's not necessarily to say that it's a dangerous thing to do. Um, as long as you stick with a tour guide and you don't deviate from that idea, you go with a tour guide, you go on a two, three-day adventure, and you're going out into this desert. There's salt flats. There's just a unique experience. I highly recommend checking it out. Look it up. We'll look up some tour guides that we recommend and we'll have some prices for you too. It's funny when I was talking with my tour guide in Ethiopia, I said, I said, you know, I, I've been here two days. I've seen a lot. I loved it. Like, like what do you recommend for someone coming to Ethiopia? He said, you can just give me 10 days with them. I was like, yeah. 10? He's like, yeah, give me 10 days. I want to take them up north. I want them to see animals and monkeys. And I want to take them to the desert. Mm -hmm. I want to take them to that famous church that I talked about earlier, the yeah. UNESCO one. I want to take them down south to go see other types of um, just, it, it seems like the diversity in nature he was really excited about and really eager to show us, show me that. But oh, with two days, I, I had a great experience. You never yeah. know what you didn't see, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. Until you Google it later. I mean, 10 days is a good day amount of days to go on a trip anyway. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. My, actually, it's, it was encouraging talking to Skinner about the food because my first thought was, okay, 10 days, can I do injera for 10 days? But hearing that like you as a local, you don't like to eat injera every day, that gives me faith that I could do 10 days in Ethiopia and there would be other stuff to eat. <laughs> Um, just kind of rapid fire here. Other tips, if possible, try to fly business class on Ethiopian airlines and get on the 787 Dreamliner. Use United mileage points to transfer to book through United.com. Book those Ethiopian Airways uh, tickets because it's part of Star Alliance. I sit at the Capital Hotel and Spa. I had a great experience. Breakfast included about, and it was somewhere from ninety to ninety nine bucks for the night with tax. Um. Definitely recommend going to see dinner and a show if possible. Uh, it would be cool if we got a name of that. If we could get like a name of that restaurant, maybe we can link to it in the show mm -hmm. notes or something. But yeah. I remember I was able to find it. Um, get a local guide for sure. I do recommend my buddy Malukin from Tours by Local. Get your visa in advance. It's about 50 bucks. But also, based on my story at the beginning... Travel with 50 bucks cash just in case something you need happens. To bribe someone. Yeah, it's tough because I really, yeah. Can we call it a bribe or was it just I screwed up the visa Let's process? Let's call it a facilitation by... fee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most tour guides and locals I met used WhatsApp. So have oh. WhatsApp downloaded and have that, know how to use it. That way you're not like, confused that's a pretty handy tip yeah yeah okay good yeah and then uh my last tip was make sure to somehow do a traditional coffee experience man i want to book a trip right now just to do the traditional <laughs> coffee experience good good yeah, yeah if i could add just one more do? thing oh, yeah. please so, yeah. like the music is so amazing so if you are you know uh, an aficionado of you know like jazz or that sort of very yeah impromptu improvisational sort of music you know you have a 
you know, a lot of that in Ethiopia, but with a very traditional Ethiopian touch to it. So if you, if anyone just wants to go to Ethiopia, you know, places like Bahardar, where it's really the heart of, you know, improvisational Ethiopian music, you know, it's more like, so I, I've been to New Orleans before and I, it's, it's very similar, the sense that you get, you know, um, you know, all the jazz greats, you know, um, originate from New Orleans, right? So in the right, same sense yeah. in Bahardar, you know, there's just open uh, bars and pubs, you know, called um, Asmari Bits. And then you just walk in, you know, it's um, a lot of PG-13 stuff, but that's where the <laughs> tantalizing sort of thing, um, aspect of it comes from. But it's just a lot of good music, good poetry, and uh, um, it's, just, it's just awesome. So that's something to check out. There are it's a bunch really of cool. uh, similar places in Addis as well because it's such a big city. But uh, if you go to Bahardar, it's one thing you don't want to miss. I'm glad you're bringing up the arts because going to see shows and local culture and flair, it's so different. And I think it's important for us to see other cultures, um, especially when you get to go there personally and see it. It's very different than going to like your city's we're having an international day and we're going to have dances <laughs> from 30 different countries. Like this is better. You're going to the homeland to see it. And it feels more authentic somehow. I, I would completely agree with that. Mm. Great. Um, any other tips you have? That was good. I think we're ready for standby items. It's safety. There were these like blue taxis everywhere. I, it was one of those things where um, we were just used to seeing yellow taxis here. Yeah, uh, actually, we're used to Uber now, <laughs> or like the like the little Lyft, bright yeah, like yeah. bright pink thing. That's what I'm used to now. <laughs> but like, I heard that these um, taxis were imported. F it was either from Russia or like somewhere in the, one of those USSR countries. But you can't mix miss them because they're really boxy. They're blue. They have like a looks like a woman's picture on the driver's door, and then like a white top. Oh wow! And they're just kind of everywhere. And they say they have so many. They're all they're all built in like the 1970s, and so <laughs> they have so many that they have junkyards full of the scrap. So the moment like your taxi something like falls off or breaks like no problem we have like just thousands of extra of that part <laughs> we could easily uh so i guess they just kind of last forever so uh make sure you check out the blue taxis oh i have a picture of the hut that i got to go in that was uh i i feel bad calling it a hut what do you call this kind of house like just a house right they call it um gojo bait in amharic but oh, sure uh, a gojo bait yeah but a hut, like it's it's really a dignified sort of mm -hmm. residence. It's yeah. not really like you know a hut. You know, for people that are not familiar with uh, right. the actual terminology, they might think you know it's like a, you know just a makeshift kind of thing. But it's not. It's yeah, really it's definitely not deliberately, meticulously prepared sort of domicile. So there were ATMs all over downtown Addis. I I didn't see many ATMs out countryside. Okay. I will say load up on cash, though. Just get plenty of it. Um, because there'll, there will be people that you want to tip. There will also be like purchases and souvenirs you want to make. Lots of, like any museum, just like here, there was a gift shop. But the gifts were more unique because they were like handcrafted. And it, it didn't look like it was just, I don't know, 
something like a wasn't like a Christmas tree ornament. Like it was something for me that was really cool. And I know I got so many gifts for my nieces and nephews and, and family back home, whether it be like bracelets or a, a little picture or just like a little uh, coffee set or something. So um, pull out, don't be afraid to pull out cash at an ATM in downtown Otis. Well, I had a question for you. Were you able to drink tap water or did you have to stick with bottled water or did you have any yeah, I did. issues coming from America? I did bottled water. Um, that's another nice thing about having a guide. The moment I, I touched down uh, at the airport, I got in the car. He had two large water bottles, mm-hmm. uh, plastic water bottles, you know, waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And then every day, well, it was only two days, but two fresh water bottles each day. Wow. My hotel in the room, I think there were two or three water bottles. And then going out to eat, we had water. They gave us water bottles as well as, you know, bottles of beer. What's the, what's the local beer? Uh, there are a bunch. St. George. Fr- yeah, St. George is yeah. pretty famous. Oh. Yeah. I liked it because it yeah. just reminded me of like a yingling or like a lager. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I, my favorite is probably Walia. So it's like a name of an endemic uh, animal species so. oh cool but but yeah. the taste is also really good yeah i think i have some in my fridge that i got from columbus <laughs> at some point <laughs> yeah they apparently they uh import uh ethiopian beer in columbus when wow. you and i went up to cool. cleveland by the cleveland brown stadium <laughs> uh there's that ethiopian restaurant empress Taitu, and i remember right. um you you said to me hey do you want to get some was it honey wine Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's true. There's a b- bunch of traditional um, alcohol, but it wasn't like wine, like well. not like wine I'm used to, not like Italian or French wine. It was like it was kind of sweeter, kind of like a mead. Yes, okay. that's exactly what I would say. It almost tasted like a treat. Yeah, probably. I think is is that the same the same thing that you got there, or is it very different? Did you try? Um, oh, are you saying that what we had in Cleveland was different than what we... Yeah, this? because over here, you know, they try to ah, make gotcha. it a little, a little palatable to yeah. an yeah. American yeah. test. But no, dumb actually, it down for us. <laughs> I didn't have wine over there. I oh, just you did. Had... Yeah, it's quite different. I'm, I'm not sure if they have this variety there, but it's very different. It's like midway between traditional and... You know, uh, we were, we were standard. stuck in traffic um, on that first day. and. Uh, the tour guide just rolled down his window and called over to a girl who looked like she was 10 or 11. She was on the sidewalk and she was cooking something. And they were like little, um, uh, it was like, it was like a dough. It looked like an empanada. When you bit into it, it had like lentils inside. Oh, okay. Does this ring a bell? It what does, this could like, have been? Yeah, like uh, something like a sambosa or something like that. Yeah, it was just like a sambosa. Right, right, right. I love it. I mean, I, I would generally be very careful about street food, not just in Ethiopia, but <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you want to test it, I think you can really have a very decent experience of yeah. that in the yeah. you know in yeah. a restaurant or something. Yeah. Usually they um, present that to you as an appetizer. Even at um, Daitu, I think they could, you, could nice. you can order a sambosa. Yeah, so yeah, pretty traditional. So, like, I didn't get any vaccines, <laughs> vaccinations. What a time to talk about vaccinations! Mm-hmm. I didn't get any vaccinations <laughs> for this for this trip. Okay. I'm I'm up to date on my routine. Vaccinations, okay. mm mmr mm mmrp. 
Ah, sure. shit. We need Kristen here to tell us. Yeah, we need your wife. Yeah. Uh, I'm up to date on my routine vaccinations. I did not. You're not requ- I was not required to get yellow fever or anything mm-hmm. like that. Okay. I think it was on the we recommend it list, but it was not a requirement. Nice. Um, really, just the tourist visa as well as your passport mm-hmm. is required. And that was 50 bucks. I got it in advance. It was a very easy process. I'm trying to think. Skinder, I wanted to ask you about if you're willing to share anything about Ethiopia's relationships with their border countries. Yeah. Is that something that... Uh, More specifically, like Eritrea. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I'm not really like 100% um, confident to comment on that, but like from a layman's perspective, um, my sense is that, you know, it's a relatively um, stable and peaceful country in the region, mm-hmm. especially uh, when you consider the fact that Ethiopia is heavily involved in you know, peacekeeping missions in you know, neighboring countries, especially South Sudan and that sort of thing. Recently, there's been uh, some political instability with, um, you know, with uh, Sudan, you know, like uh, a land grab sort of thing as put by the Ethiopian government. But I think that seems to be under control. But in general, it's very peaceful. The, the situation with Eritrea, as far as I know, after two decades almost of animosity i think the uh, prime minister of ethiopia the current one sort of um found a way to strike a deal with eritrea and now it's pretty peaceful and people can just you know go in and out that's uh, good by land so that's pretty um a pretty good relationship i think with djibouti with uh, kenya it's pretty good and one thing to note is with kenya there's an open border policy much like oh, wow. uh, e- uh, yeah, the us cool. and canada mm-hmm. so it's pretty good if you want to really Go to the southern part of Ethiopia, say like to Moyale, Mega, Yabelo. These are places I visited. It's within 100, 200 kilometers of the right. southern border. And you can just easily cross over to Kenya. Um, some people have even gone as far as Nairobi, the capital city of uh, Kenya. So it's pretty uh, convenient to match uh, um, activities um, between Ethiopia and Kenya. Mm-hmm. But in general, it's a pretty stable country given the instability of the entire region. Yeah, it's definitely one of the more economic powerhouses of Africa. That's also correct. So my last question for you and I, Iskinder, and I'll answer it first to give you time to think about it, is <laughs> what's, what's, just one, what's one takeaway you would like people to know about, about your country? And I'll answer that from a perspective of what's one thing I would want to tell people if they were going to visit Ethiopia. Um, and I'm specifically talking about maybe fellow people from here in the U.S. or other Western countries. So my biggest takeaway is, and a lot of this is just due to the very convenient price tag, um, <laughs> but go to Ethiopia and get a private guide. I, I am a fan of doing group tours. There's nothing wrong with the group, with group tours. Um, I've actually been on some myself. I did a yeah. I, I, your tra- I did a traditional bus tour around Ireland. I did one around the Canadian Rockies and the we got an episode uh, Costa on Rica. That's on yeah, it. yeah, we did a is- Israel uh, group bus tour. So I'm not against them. I'm not, um, but I will say one thing about group tours is it can be a temptation just to chat with the people in your group, which is a good thing. I think you should meet friends on your on your tour. But a be- the beauty of Ethiopia in my mind was getting to 
uh, chat with and meet local Ethiopians who were so friendly, overly eager to, um, I don't know, give, give you food and, and, and coffee and take you around and tell you about their home, their culture, and things like that. Uh, I wouldn't want you to miss that by spending your whole time with people who spoke your same language on a tour bus. So the price is right. Get a private tour guide. Don't be freaked out. You will do just fine. It's safe. Get a private guide. We're super happy. So the main takeaway is don't miss out on the hospitality of Ethiopians and the kindness that they have to offer. Could not have said it better. Right. I think you guys have done a pretty good job of covering everything as far as tips go. Oh, wow. So, well, great. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to need tips on visiting the U.S., though, from you. <laughs> yeah. You should be the one to provide yeah. that to oh, us. Oh, right, 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 right. We should do another episode on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should record that in Ethiopia. <laughs> well, it's so funny. Like, you know, Mark, you know, I'll just change the table you being my friend who's just like living here in america i'm always thinking like oh do i need to like reach out to like does he know what to do here like is he okay is he meeting people and then i hear you're in like the local akron jazz club playing (laughs) saxophone i'm like oh yeah i think he's doing like he's more social than i am which is saying a lot yeah well that is impossible by the way (laughs) it's being more social than me no i'm kidding uh but anyways so i want to say thank you but uh yeah anything that you would like to share a takeaway about Ethiopia. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, thank you very yeah. much for having me on. It's so great. I learned a lot great. just from you know <laughs> listening to you guys talk about you know Ethiopia and how you know it's just one of the things that I was looking forward to coming in here was to to see um, your American perspective of what Ethiopian tourism, Ethiopian visit um, mm-hmm. is like. So it's uh, as much educational to me as it might be for you as well so that's great, great. yep well it was Thanks, a great man. honor to have you on the podcast that's for sure thank you was all right i think uh for our first international episode we went big mm-hmm. and uh yeah let's let's see those ethiopian bookings start rolling in yeah and i think that wraps up our show we're the travel agents that's the end of our show make sure to call